When I talk to property investors, they often tell me using debt is a key advantage over other asset classes. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rask Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rask AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Kate, how do you become a millionaire without winning the lottery? You've got to invest, Owen. That's my only solution for you. You've got to invest. So you've got to make your money work, work. for you. Yes. So instead of putting up my money in a bank account, well, mm-hmm. I do a bit of that too, but I put my money in investments. So other things, whether that's property or companies or other types of investments where my money grows over time. So it's like something is working for you. It's yes. like you've got tiny little things that are working in the background to move you faster. Yeah, it's great because even when I'm at my day job, this money is still working for me and I don't have to think about it every minute of every day because there's other people working on growing that company or whatever the investment is. So I could say work for 10 hours today uh, and make, you know, $25, $30 an hour, whatever the, the going rate is, or I could have some money that pays interest over time. I might not get that each and every hour, but maybe I get it at the end of the month or every three months or every year. Yes. And um, that's all based on the return that you get from your investments over time. Yeah. And different investments perform differently. So some investments over a long period of time might perform better than others. Sometimes your investments will go down in value. So there's lots to think about when it comes to investing. And that's what we really wanted to get into in today's episode. So if you're someone who has set the New Year's resolution or the goal for next year that you want to become an investor, you want to take that first step on your investing journey, then this episode is for you because that is a very big goal and it can feel really overwhelming. But what we want to do is break it down into some smaller action steps you can take. And so 
instead of just having I want to be an investor in 2024 on your vision board for the year, we help you break that down into some small actionable steps that are achievable. Yeah. Okay. So one of the wonderful things that people always tell us, all these, we're very blessed, you and I, we get to speak to CEOs, authors, public speakers, public figures, people that have created companies and run companies or just invested their own money and become really wealthy. And one of the things that binds everyone together, it's almost like they say the one thing that they wish they could go back and change is they wish they invested earlier. Because it's basically the only thing you can control is starting earlier. And a really powerful way to visualize that is through a compound interest calculator, which we will do at the end of the show. We'll show you how to do that, as well as some of the apps for those of you that are watching on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube and watching this uh, via video, there is an exercise for you uh, to listen to and to go and action at your own pace. But a really good example of this is $500 out of your pay every month for 30 years at 10%, and we're not taking into account any of the other fees, inflation and stuff, is almost a million dollars. So you turn that $500 every month into almost a million, and that's all you've got to do, is you've just got to find a place to invest it and just keep contributing again and again and again. Some people might be saying, well, 500 is a lot. Some people might be saying, well, 500 is achievable. Maybe I could do a bit more. For those of you that are thinking 500 is a lot, I've got some wonderful news. Chances are your superannuation is doing it for you. So your superannuation is money taken out by your employer or you if you run your own business and you put that into some place. A lot of people use Host Plus or Australian Super or something like that. And all they do is just invest your money in the stock market for you. Yeah. And it's always interesting if you go and have a look at your latest pay slip or you go and log into your super account and see how much is added to your super each month or each quarter. And then you can run the exercise that we talk about at the end of the show with the compound interest calculator for your superannuation too and have a look, well, how much might you have in 30 or 40 years if your employer keeps putting X amount aside every month? Mm. You might realize that you could be a super millionaire. Yes. And the thing is, one of the wonderful things that is superannuation is that it has made so many people millionaires. And we're starting to see that now with people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Mm. I was beginning to realize the wonderful power of compound interest. But a beautiful thing that we talk about on the show regularly is that you don't need to rely just on super. You can Build money outside of super in a very simple, low cost, and pretty easy to understand way, which we'll unpack now. First of all, what is investing, Kate? So to me, investing is the act of putting aside some of my money that I earn from my day job now Mm -hmm. and not spending it and not saving it in a bank account and actually using that money to buy an asset. So for me, that might be an Australian business. So I might walk down Collins Street in Melbourne and see some businesses. These are the kind of things I'm investing in. It might be Commonwealth Bank. It might be Telstra. It might be Cochlear or Macquarie. But I'm usually doing this through a vehicle we're going to talk about later in this podcast called an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, because I don't know what the best company is to buy. So I make my life a lot easier by buying all of the great companies in one investment. So you get them all together in one go. That sounds pretty simple. So we'll talk about that then. And the great thing about doing that is I'm putting my money into businesses that are growing and are doing things. Mm. So I just think about it. If I put $500 in the bank account, I might get some interest. We're probably all very familiar with that. The bank's giving you a bit of money for putting the money aside. But if I invested in a company, that company is employing people, it's creating products, it's offering services, it's growing, it's Mm -hmm. trying new things. Not every company is great. 
And that's why it's important to invest in lots of different things and be diversified. I think we'll probably talk about that a bit more throughout the episode. But you're actually putting your money in something that's doing something. Yeah. And it's creating value for the world. Yeah. A good example is uh, a coffee shop that you go to. uh, Instead of just being an employee at the coffee shop, you can own part of the coffee shop. And you can do that thanks to this thing called the stock market. People think the stock market is really risky. And it seems like that in the short term because it goes up and down. But a stock is just part ownership of a business. Uh, Then the difference between a coffee shop and your stocks is that typically your stock is attached to a much larger company that you don't work in or that you don't control. So say like Apple. Yeah, or maybe even Woolworths for an example. Yes. I go there every week to buy some groceries. I'm always grizzling about how much it costs because Mm -hmm. it just keeps going up and up. But I could also own part of Woolworths. And that means if Woolworths does well, I get to benefit from that as well. Yeah. And chances are anyone listening to this that's already having their super invested for them through one of those big super funds, chances are you're already invested in Woolworths, you're already invested in Apple, you're already invested in all these types of businesses you know and use. You just don't realize it. So what we're saying is, well, hey, you can do that yourself as well. You know, you just cut out the middleman, which is super in this case, and just do it as well and learn about it and discover what it means. So you say, you know, you can get interest from a bank account. Shares obviously are typically known to be more volatile, meaning that they can go up and down in the short term, but over the long term, they are the best performing investment that have historically. And that's overall because yeah. individual companies can come and go, can't yeah. they? So if you tried to say, well, I think Apple's better than Google or I think Microsoft is better than Tesla, you might get be wrong. Whereas if you just invested in all of them in one go, which again, we'll talk about ETFs in a moment, um, if you invested in all of them in one go, you kind of get the average of all these great companies, which is pretty good. So why would someone in, choose to invest versus just putting their money in a bank account where they feel safe and they know that Combank or one of the banks are going to pay them some interest? One of the really important reasons to invest is because of inflation. So if I leave my money in a savings account, over time, it actually loses purchasing power. And by that, I mean my $10 today is not worth as much in 10 years' time. I can't buy as much with that $10. And one of the examples, we we always go back to the coffee Mm. and finance, but a decade ago, a cup of coffee in Melbourne cost $3.50 on average. And now I'm paying $5 or $6 for a small latte in the morning. And that shows you how Mm. that $5 used to cover the whole cost of a coffee. You could probably get a large coffee for $5 a decade ago. And now your money isn't going as far. And that's why investing is really important so that you can continue to buy goods and services in the future. I think a lot of people misunderstand that because there's like two confusing things like inflation, things going up as a finance term, hear it on the news. And then the other thing is like the risky part. So I'm taking risk to avoid something I don't really understand. It's kind of like a bit of a mystery to me. But I'll give you an example. I was chatting to someone on the weekend and um, uh, I won't be specific because I don't. He may listen to the show, but this guy, he's 65. He's um, recently retired. He's got all of his money in his house. Literally, every, like when I say all of his money, Kate, I mean he doesn't have any suit because he worked for himself. He doesn't really have any investments, maybe say thirty or $40,000. He's got a bit of cash. Maybe he's got thirty or $40,000 sitting in cash. And he just said, I wish I could have paid attention to someone like you, like not us, but like someone like us many years ago. And if you think about, like we always talk about compound interest with using numbers, but if you think of compound interest like a telescope or like 
something that's staring out into space, if you move it just a tiny little bit all the way back from here on Earth and you turn it just a little bit, the joke is you're looking at a different galaxy. Like, just tweak it a little bit here today and in the future, all that way off into space, you will be in a totally different galaxy. And what he was referring to was this idea of if he just took a little bit more risk or just paid a little bit more attention, that would have had such a profound impact on where he ended up at retirement. And to be honest, it would be the difference between him having to work for another five or 10 years and not. Hmm. And when you think in those terms, what you're actually doing by investing is you're just tilting things in your favor. Just those little 1% things. So it sounds simple enough for us to do it. Sounds like, okay, these guys, Kate and Owen, they seem to be talking sense. They're not trying to sell us anything. Why doesn't everyone do this? Because investing's typically been really scary and hard. It's been something that only certain people do. And sure, 50 years ago, if you wanted to invest, there was a lot more involved in it. It wasn't that accessible. But the great thing is these days with Mm. technology, with information, with podcast videos, books, there are so many resources and tools out there to help you invest with $5, $50, $500. The thing is, because of all this information and all these great tools, you have so many choices and that makes things quite overwhelming and it can seem like you need to know a lot of a lot of things to get started. It can seem like you need a finance degree. It can seem like investing is only something that really smart people do or really wealthy people do. And so one of the big things we do in this podcast is try and dispel some of those myths that you can start with $5. It doesn't have to be hard. You are an investor. You're already investing through your superannuation. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a finance degree. You don't need to be obsessed with finance to start investing. It is something you can do. And often it's that reframe people have to make. And if you're listening now and you've seen other people invest, uh, you've seen things about finance on the news, but you've never sort of thought of yourself as an investor, I think this is a good chance this year that if you want to start investing this year, you start thinking of yourself as an investor. And that can just be with your first $5 invested. It can be just logging into your super account and going, hey, I'm actually invested. I've put a bit away, actually. Mm, Absolutely. And we're not saying, yeah, you need to do all these different things because we're going to talk about some of the tools in just a moment about not just ETFs, but how to invest in this way with just a few dollars at a time. And so we commonly see in all of the studies that they do about this stuff, Kate, there are massive kind of roadblocks in front of people. At least they seem to be roadblocks, like these kind of imaginary Mm. roadblocks that we're going on this path towards what our version of financial freedom is, where we don't have to work if we don't want to, where we can support our families in the way that we want to, where we can buy the things that we want and not feel like it's guilt. Three things, fear of losing money, which is fair enough, lack of knowledge. You just think this is for smarter people. I'm not smart enough. I'm not like you guys, you know, Uh, and a belief that you need more to start. So we know straight away we can tell you can invest with five bucks and we'll explain how to do that in a minute. But the other two, fear of losing money, lack of knowledge. How do we overcome those? Lack of knowledge, you're taking a fantastic first step here, but you have to keep going. You don't need to know everything. Mm. You don't need to become an expert, but you do need to keep going long enough that you understand the basics of investing, how to set up a simple strategy for yourself and how to monitor it long term um, and how to sort of stick it out when things get 
hard and challenging and difficult. And we'll talk about some of that today. And we cover so much of this on the podcast. We've done different things on the past, like our share investing month and our ETF mini series, where we really go deep on how to invest in all the different types of investments. We have free courses on our Mm. website, Rask Education, but I think it's just committing to learning for five minutes a week. If that sounds, if 30 minutes a week sounds overwhelming, just start with five minutes a week and just say, each week, I'm going to learn one thing mm. when it comes to finance and investing. I'm going to make really small, incremental steps in a positive direction. And the thing is, it's like when you study, you know, you learn all these things at school. You think, why am I learning this? It's because for the rest of your life, you've got that knowledge. You don't need to know how to, you know, count up how many oranges you have because you've worked out, you know, basic addition at school many years ago. You don't have to figure out like how, if I pay with $10 and it's $5, I don't need to like a go and you know, relearn how to do subtraction. I know what change I'm going to get. And so learning these essentials now, even if it's just a little bit, they'll continue to grow and expand your knowledge over many, many decades to come. And that's why we do it early. The other thing about this um, fear of losing money, we'll be the first to say that losing money is just part of the process because that's why they call it investing and not saving. I think the, the reality, the sad reality for a lot of people is particularly a lot of older people, if they've gone through their life and they lived through high inflation, they lived through high interest rates, they've lived, you know, the baby boomer generation have lived at a time when their parents grew up during wars and very negative periods of humanity. And so they got those values instilled upon them. And then the values that they are now teaching their kids are not very growth focused and very positive. And so they end up in a situation where they do have a lot of cash and not many investments because they never thought that they should or could do that. And the number one reason is most people think investing is gambling because they don't understand it, which to your point before, the incremental knowledge is important. But I can tell you the first thing that we've ever done in investing is almost always like in the first few weeks, you lose a little bit of money. You see something go down or something fall away and you sell because you panic. And so one of the beautiful things is when you are new to investing is you don't have a lot of money. And I mean this seriously in the sense that take $5 or $10, which we would say, or $50 is what we would say to start with and just do it and see what happens. Mm. Because then you know how much you can, even if you lost it all, hopefully it doesn't change your life but the learning that you get from it will be worth much more than the $50. And when we, Kate and I talk, just to put it in context, what we say about the virtues of investing, we measure returns in years. And when we measure returns, we're talking like 5 to 10% on average. Um, whereas a lot of the things that people get into investing for is they think, well, I'm going to make it big. You know, I'm going to go 500% or I've you know, heard mm. such and such made this much money. But when you think about it, if you're doing 5 to 10% on average for 10 or 20 years, there's nothing that comes close. And it's that going the distance, the marathon that makes it special. And that's where people can get caught out at the start, where they are looking for the best investment option. They're looking for the Mm. highest return. They want to double their money in a year. And people can pitch you with ideas for Mm. that, but that's not sustainable long term and often that's not realistic. So when we do our compound interest activity later, we'll give you some realistic numbers that you can plug in. And if someone's offering you something way beyond that, then maybe that's a red flag. Yep. Okay. So we know that there are common barriers that hold a lot of people back. I definitely felt like I didn't know enough and I definitely didn't have that much money to begin with, but I started anyway. I just kind of like 
to heck with that. I'm just going to go and do it and see what happens. Yeah, I think I only had $500 when I got started and that was good because I had no idea what I was doing. And that's that meant that <laughs> yeah. I got to make the mistakes with a really small amount of money mm. that wasn't going to set me back financially. Yeah. And then over time, I built my confidence and this was over years. It wasn't overnight. And, and I've told a similar story occasionally where I put, I think it's probably 500 bucks, maybe it was $1,000 I had at the time into NAB, National Australia Bank, because it's the only thing that I knew. So I thought I'd just go with that one because it's the only thing that I could find in my brokerage account, which we'll explain those in just a moment. Um, okay, so people are hearing us say, it makes sense, is long-term wealth creation. I don't need to do a lot every week or every month. I just need to just form the habit really, just like kind of like drinking water or something like this. It's, it's a good habit to have. But not everyone should go ahead and invest right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. There's a few things that we talk about that are really important to do before you get started or before you go beyond maybe $5 invested uh, in a micro-investing app just to sort of dip your toe in the water. One of them is paying off debts. And by that, we're talking about those bigger debts that are charging anywhere between 10 and 20% interest per year. And that might be a credit card. Mm. It might be a personal loan. Uh, It could even be a loan that's just weighing on you to friends and family. So these are things that we want to focus on at the start because it's very hard to get a 20% return from your investment. So if your credit card is pulling you back by 20% each year, then that's something we want to think about first. So rather than go forward 10%, get rid of the thing that charges us 20% Yes, pulling us back. So it'd be like, get rid of the thing that takes you two steps back rather than going one step forward. That makes sense. Um, and what we're, what we're saying here is like, you don't need to cancel that card, but you might look at like debt repayment strategies, some of them like the avalanche or the domino strategy. Basically, you can either choose the highest interest, lowest balance first, or the kind of lowest interest, biggest balance first, whichever works for you. You could talk to someone about consolidating, like a a free um, counselor, financial counselor, someone like this. Uh, And then what you do is you slowly claw your way back to break even, where you've got less debt than you do cash in the bank. And that is a very special and sacred place to be because what it actually means is good on you. You've made that step happen. And chances are, if you've got to that point, you've already formed the habit and you've already taken action. And that is the hardest part. All of this stuff is hardest at the start and then it just gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Because you've found money to put aside every month. And then once you've paid Mm, off the debt, you can convert that to investing or saving. And that's the other thing we think is really important before investing is getting your emergency fund sorted. So this is your three to six months of your basic living expenses, your float, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And you want to put that money in a high interest savings account. You want to lock it away. And then when anything goes wrong, you've got that money put aside. If you need to book Mm. a flight to see a sick family member, if your car gets wrecked and you really need one for work the next week, you've got some money put aside to help you get through a tough time without having to resort to going back into debt. Yeah. And what we're saying here, which is really important, is we're not saying don't invest. We're just saying don't put as much of that money into investing. So start with the $5, start with the $10 or $50 or whatever's like an amount to get you buying into your investing. But in the meantime, just be realistic. Um, You can start to learn and feel what it's like to be an investor without heaps of money on the line. That's such an important characteristic. You wouldn't go and climb Mount Everest as your first um, you know, hiking tour, you'd probably go and climb Mount Dandenong here in Victoria or the Blue Mountains in Sydney or insert name of 
yeah. relatively small mountain where you are first so uh, to yeah. see if you you're, are okay to do that. You're building up those good habits um, before you climb the mountain of paying off debt, building your emergency fund because that's saving every month, every fortnight, mm. putting money aside and getting used to that that habit and having a goal. And yeah. a lot, for a lot of people, their very first financial goal ever is to create their emergency fund and have a float. And the good thing about having our emergency fund set aside is that we can focus on investing for the long term because if something goes wrong, we don't need to sell our investments to pay for that emergency mm. car repair because we have our emergency fund. And that means we can think really differently to most people. We can think super long term, which most people can't do, which is why investing's often hard for people to stick with. Yeah, because they panic when they get into a bind. I'll give you an example. Um, most people think that budgeting is hard because what they do is they sit down in a spreadsheet. This is what we're taught. We'll sit down in a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper and go, this much money goes here, this much money goes here, this much money goes here, this much money goes here. Yeah, great. I got this. Day two rolls around and you think, oh, my car insurance, I forgot about that. And then the whole thing breaks and you're like, that is impossible to budget. I'm not going to put myself through that again. So what we say is have the emergency fund, have that float and use it for that car insurance. That's what it's there for. And then your budget and your feel good and your habits of following that budget are still there. So you can sell some stuff or whatever. you. Another thing that we say to do, and we won't go into, a de- into depth here, is over the next few weeks is try and think of a plan, like a reason why you're investing. Maybe it's to pay down debt. Maybe it's to buy a house. Maybe it's to slowly and surely put away for retirement or school education for your kids. Have a plan. We've done separate sessions on that. Uh, so you can go back in the catalog and have a look there. So we've got to get to the actual meat in this sandwich now. What is the investing stuff? Like what can we buy? What can we hold? Where can our money go? All right. So the first thing that we'll start with, because everyone should be really familiar with this, is cash. So that could be cash in the bank. That might take the form of a savings account. So that might be where your emergency fund is. It could be a term deposit where you lock the money in for a longer period of time, potentially for a high interest rate. So that's one part of our portfolio. I remember when I first heard this term, I think it was like one of the first podcasts on finance I listened to. I heard them talking about cash and my mind immediately went to my grandmother, my Polish grandmother, who would hide money in jars at the back of her house in the veggie patch. And I was like, is that what they mean by cash? And it's not. We mean like cash sitting in the bank account, earning interest. That's yes. that's the kind of cash. I mean, sure, there's actual physical cash, but we mean cash in the bank. And that's often the first step in someone's investment strategy is having some cash. Yep. There are some other things that you can invest in in this wonderful world uh, called investing. And uh, it's called, uh, there's some of the things are called bonds, which are just uh, IOUs with the government mainly. We won't go into detail here. You don't really need to worry about these if you're, say, under 40 or 45. As you get older, you probably want to use more of these because they do pay some handy interest. Um, gold. Gold is just a co- what we call a commodity. It's something that can be traded. In other words, a lot of people use ETFs to invest in gold as well. But most importantly, and the thing that most people invest in are shares. Yep. So you might also know them as stocks or equities. You might see different words thrown around, but it's just owning a piece of a company. It could be mm. one out of one pieces or when we're buying large companies like, I don't know, Commonwealth Bank, there's millions and millions of pieces and there's millions of shareholders. So if mm. you own a piece of that company, you are a shareholder. So you're a part owner of the company. You get to benefit from the company doing well over time and you also might get paid a dividend. So if the company chooses to pay some of its profit out to investors, if you own one share of the company, you will receive an equivalent amount in a payment. If you've ever wondered why your grandparents or your parents 
don't really have to work these days and they seem to have this money to, you know, put the roast on for a Sunday or, you know, catch up with friends or go on a trip or something like that. You ever wonder, where did they get that money from? Now, some of them might be relying on the pension, that's for sure, from the government, but a lot of them actually rely on their share portfolio and their share portfolio paying them dividends. So everyone is eligible for dividends if you uh, invest in those types of things. So that's a wonderful way to get income from your portfolio. Uh, Property, many of us will know this. You can invest in property like by buying a house, that's a residential property. But did you know you can also invest in commercial properties like factories? You can also invest in uh, office towers and things like that. We call it you know, office property, would you believe it? And the way to invest in that is, most conveniently, through your brokerage account, which we'll talk to in a minute. Using an ETF, for example, you can have property securities or things that are tied to property inside of it, all in one place. Finally, the, anything that doesn't fit into the categories that we just set out, if it was, seemed overwhelming, we understand, but if it seemed overwhelming, it's because there is a lot you can do and it's kind of cool. Um, there's another bucket, which we won't go into details, called alternative investments. And that's basically everything else. That could be like custom cars, it could be collectibles like stamps, artwork, all of those types of things that don't fit neatly into the other boxes. So that's what we call alternatives. Your super fund will have some of those. So, okay, we've talked about why invest, why most people don't invest, the types of things you could invest in to build wealth for you and your family. How do we actually do the thing? So most of us are already invested, as we mentioned earlier, through superannuation. So that's where we mm-hmm. put money or money's taken from us by our employer, so we don't even have to think of it sometimes, um, into an account. And we're probably in a certain investment strategy, so you might be in balanced or you might be in growth. And based on that choice, the super fund creates an investment strategy and you're invested in things like property, you're invested in Australian companies, you're invested in overseas companies, you might be invested in water or office buildings or all sorts of things. So your super builds an investment strategy It's diversified, so it's going to be investing in thousands of different things, not just one single company or one single property, Mm -hmm. and they manage that for you. And they take a long-term view because they know you've got decades until retirement. So Mm -hmm. through Super, you're diversified, you're a long-term investor, and they manage the investments for you. The only catch is you can't get the money out until you retire. For many people, it's 65. So that's the catch. So if you do choose to kind of do what your super fund does in your own name, you have an alternative. One of the ways that you can do that is through something called a brokerage account. A brokerage account comes in both an app or just on your desktop through your browser. What it looks like is it kind of looks like your web banking crossed with Amazon. You can search for things to find, you click buy or sell, uh, you fund the account and that's it. Uh, It costs a little bit of money in the transaction, kind of like the shipping costs with Amazon. It costs a little bit of money we call that a brokerage fee. You pay that when you make a purchase or when you make a sale. It's when you make a trade. And that's all a brokerage account is. And there are many options which we'll go through in just a moment. But what do you actually buy inside of it? Well, the number one thing that we suggest for new investors are things called ETFs or exchange-traded funds. An ETF, Kate, as you well know, is basically just a basket of all the stuff. So you can get all of Australian shares in there in one go. You can get all of the United States shares in there in one go. You can get bonds in there. You can get gold in there. You can get even property securities. You can get basically insert whatever and you can invest in it through an ETF. So if we think of an ETF as just like a box of favorite chocolates, inside of that you might get a Turkish Delight, a Boost, you name it. Maybe there's just plain 
old dairy milk chocolate in there. You get a bit of everything in one big go. And that makes sense because most of us don't have the time or we don't want to risk having to pick which ones we think are the best. Maybe crunchies are the way to go this week and boosts are the way to go next week. Don't worry about that. Just buy the whole box and you get a bit of everything. And over time, it goes up because everything inside the box gets more valuable over time. And that's the secret to long-term investing is to use these ETFs. So there are different types. The most common is what we call an index ETF, which is just an ETF that tracks the stock market as a whole. Yeah, and it's got a set of rules. So one of the common ETFs we talk about for beginner investors would be buying the top two or 300 Australian companies. So Mm -hmm. we do have a ETF investing checklist. I'll link in the show notes. We've got Mm -hmm. an ETF investing course. So if that interests you, there's plenty of resources there, but there's a few different providers that basically create and manage these ETFs. So you have a few options, but you could buy an ETF to put in your portfolio that just invests in the largest Australian businesses. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, the fee to invest in these things, there's two primary fees. The first is the, the fee to buy, which we call that brokerage fee uh, again, which is typically a few dollars, say up to $10 in most cases, you know, $10 to buy, $10 to sell. It can be less. Um, so that's the first fee. That goes to the brokerage platform, like the thing that you log into and you create the account with. But there's another fee for ETFs that comes from the company that provides the, the service, like manages the portfolio inside. That's called a management fee. And the good news is in Australia for ETFs is those fees are extremely low. Like, they're so low, people don't even know how they come out. Like, how do I pay for this thing? And I'll give you a tip. The way you pay for it is a tiny, tiny, tiny adjustment each and every day that that ETF is in existence. And if everyone's money together, it's pulled together, the fee that's taken out of your investment is tiny. And that is what makes them so amazing. They're diversified, they're easy to invest in, super low cost, and they're professionally managed and secure. So people say, well, is my money secure? If you invest in a, with a reputable broker and you invest in these ETFs in Australia, you can rest assured they're extremely well-regulated. There are multiple stakeholders involved m- protecting your money. They all operate under a strict regime in Australia, financial services laws. They have to have licenses to operate. And so you get all of that bundled up into one quick and easy investment. So this brings us to the end where we can tell people and we can show people if they're on YouTube how to do it. So I'll go, oh, you go first, Kate. We talked about compound interest. Can you explain to everyone what they can do now and how they can figure out, you know, is this investing thing actually worth it? All right. So if you want to find out how a small amount today and every month can really make an impact over time when you're investing, So what you want to do is head to Google, search for the Money Smart Compound Interest Calculator. So Money Smart is the government's website aimed at improving every Australian's financial literacy. Great starting point. So head there. Now, what you want to put in is initial deposit, zero dollars, because we don't have any money invested right now. Regular deposit, we want to put in $500 a month using our previous example. We're going to compound annually. We're going to be investing for 30 years with an interest rate of 10%. Now you should see a graph appear. And if you scroll down to the strategy, it'll tell you your initial deposit was $0 because we started with nothing. Your regular deposit, so that is 30 years worth of $500 a month, was $180,000. So that's how much you put in from your paycheck, basically, what was left over each month. And total interest 
So that's the amount that your money grew over time. And so your total amount at the end of 30 years will be around $986,000. And that certainly sounds like a lot. So what I recommend is play around with this compound interest calculator. It's a really cool starting point for people and it shows you what's possible with really small amounts of money. Try out different scenarios, try out putting a $1,000 initial deposit, change the interest rate, change the time frame, and just see what's possible. And you can see what happens when you put different amounts of money in each month. And that's also a cool example to try out with your super fund because you know what your initial deposit in is. You might have $10,000 in your super fund right now, and you can see how much your employer is putting in each month. So give that a go and see what comes up. Thanks, Kate. And for me, I'm going to talk about how to actually go into your account and make different types of investments. So if you've got a phone in front of you, what I want you to do is search in the app store for any of these things, Comsec Pocket, Perla, Sharesies, or Raise. It's R-A-I-Z. On the screen in front of me right now, you can see I've got a kid's account. This is set up for my younger sister. And you can see all of the different options that I have available. Just to note here, when you set up your account, you will need to do an ID check. So you will need something like your driver's license number or something like that. And it can take up to 24 or 36 hours for your account to be opened. However, typically access is straight away. You just can't put the money in straight away. And that's important because they need to check who you are. So. Let's click on the invest tab and here we can see the different portfolio options that are available. Inside the account, we can see we have different accounts. I've got a silly name for one that I've made called Mamma Mia Papa Pia, which is just from my sister's account to make her laugh every time she comes in. But one of the benefits of using a raise account and some of these options is that you don't have to choose all of the investments. The portfolios are created for you. It's kind of like a do it for me approach. You just select the portfolio that you want, have a look what's inside and you click select it, this portfolio. And that is all you've got to do within a day or two that is adjusted for you. Now let's switch to Perla, who is a long-term sponsor of the show. Inside Perla, we have a different option. Perla allows us to not only invest small amounts, but also to invest in the individual ETFs that we want to find. So I'm going to click on the search function, just like I would on Amazon. I'm going to type in or select an ETF that I want to invest in. I click on it and there it pops up on the screen. I can click buy. It's as simple as that. Select the amount of money that I want to invest. It's already in my account and away I go. Finally, I'm going to take a look at Sharesies. Sharesies is a Kiwi company that has since expanded into Australia. Similar to Perla in that you can invest very small amounts of money or very large amounts of money. You can click on the explore functionality down the bottom. You can go and you can select from popular companies on your list or you can search for companies and ETFs straight up. In this case, I'm going to search for a BetaShares ETF. I'm going to select the NDQ ETF, which is the NASDAQ 100 ETF from BetaShares. I can see what's inside it. I can see a little bit of information and I can select buy with that $25 I have in my bank account right there. I want to switch and do one more example. In this case, I'm going to look at, say, something like a thematic ETF. This ETF invests in other types of things. And one of my favorite ticker symbols or codes in Australia is the ACDC ticker symbol. Maybe it's named after the band. Maybe it's named after electricity. Who knows? You can see it on the screen in front of me. You can look through the different options. You can play around with the chart. And once again, you just hit buy to invest in that. 
In Australia, most of the investments that you make will be settled in your name within two days. So even though you see the investment in your account immediately and you see that the money's been deducted, it does legally take up to two days to settle into your name. That's just the way it is in Australia. But then within moments, you're effectively an investor. You only need, you could see it on my accounts there, my test accounts, $25 or less sometimes to invest in some of these things. So it's a wonderful way to get started and get invested. Obviously, if you're driving, if you're on the road, you're probably not going to whip out your phone, or at least we hope not, and do all these types of things. But you can, after this recording is done, or after you arrive safely at your destination, you can download those apps and get started. Because the purpose of this episode, Kate, was to get people in the mix, to get people started, to know that it's not that scary. You're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. Start small, start now for long-term wealth creation. Yeah. So take that big goal of wanting to invest in 2024 and use some of the things we've mentioned in this episode to break it down. Maybe you want to pay off that $1,000 of credit card debt first. Maybe you want to put $1,000 in your emergency fund. Maybe your first goal is just to have a look at the compound interest calculator and then download a few of the apps we mentioned and give things a go. You might use Raise if you just want to get started with $5 and you don't want to make too many decisions. Or you might go and listen to our ETF investing mini series that we'll link in the show notes. So there'll be resources for everything we've covered. And you can learn more about different types of ETFs. We share different examples there. So you learn how to research and go about that because you might be wondering from this episode, what do I actually buy? And that is stuff we cover in other episodes, but everything so will many be resources. linked for you. Yes. Go and check that out. If you were sent this episode from a friend or a family member, say thanks to them because if you follow these steps, you're probably going to change your life. Uh, if you're just stumbling across this episode and you think, wow, that was great, um, share it with a friend because you could change their life. And if this is your first time investing, don't worry, you're not alone. Hundreds of thousands of people right around Australia are going through this journey at the same time as you. And we all are here to learn and grow together. So, Kate, this is a wonderful episode. Thanks for taking the time to join me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice.
This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.